latest edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans. Absolutely free. It is another bonus episode of the pod, guys. We're doing a preview show tonight uh, for the Ross County game on Sunday. As I say every week, it's not just the podcast that we have here at Jersnet. Frankie's got the website. You'll find articles, match previews, match reports, that kind of stuff, uh, opinion pieces, all that. Uh, he's obviously got his, the, the pod and... And there's a history archive on the website, so lots of stuff going on. Get yourself on there if you can. Uh, we would all we actually ever put the word out there on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channels uh, as well. Uh, the pod is live tonight. It's a Friday night, but it'll be available to download and stream on a variety of tomorrow, uh, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places, guys, that you'll get your pods. Uh, and it's time to bring in my guest, and it's. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's. I think he's the only guy at Jersey that's actually prepared to work with me anymore because he's the only guy that comes on. No one else will work with me. Sure, it's just you. I'm. I'm. I'm only because I'm a qualified stuntman, and uh, and I've got an extremely good solicitor as well. She, she dropped me in it from a great height, but no, always a pleasure, Colin. Always a pleasure. Uh, some today on a Friday night, and I come on and talk some shite for forty-five minutes. <laughs> I've said that to annoy Frankie because he's he's tried he's told he's told me to keep it to half an hour the night, so we'll tr- we'll try and get forty-five minutes at it. <laughs> just just to, aye aye. Well, that's five minutes already, so we'll be yeah. raging. Uh, right, sure. I thought we would obviously look at the, the game last night, uh, the European game last night. I'd go through that, and and we'll look at the the, the Ross County game on Sunday. But on to last night straight away, you know, one 0 against. Uh, again, I, I mean, the way I sort of looked at it was, was I suppose you should be happy with one no result, but, but it just felt like out of them, we, we, we really should have, you know, we should have, I think the feeling going into the game, you know, we could have got 2 3 nothing out of that game, and don't don't get me wrong, you know, one nil against 10 men, it's put us in a decent place moving forward, but yeah, the first half performance uh, was poor, the scoreline's not really what we're looking for. Uh, I, it's hard to it's hard to know whether it was a positive night or a negative night, if you know what I mean. I think at um, at eight o'clock, if you said that Rangers were going to win one nil, um, some people would have taken the the victory, but I think you would have been disappointed at one nil at half time, um, you know, and just into the second half, saying that Rangers were going to win the game one nil with ten men. I think most people have settled for that and said, right, let's let's get it right in the second leg. Um, the first half, uh, I, there were there were too many too many players for my liking were there without actually contributing. They they just seem to be posted missing now. Whether that was a confidence thing, I don't know. Whether that's early season, you know, rustiness. Uh, you, you you can't be positive or or, or or safe or definite. However, what I would say is, they, if Rangers won one nothing last night, it was because four or five guys were exceptional and the rest filled spaces. That was that was the way I saw it. Everybody everybody will have their own take on the game. Um, and from my perspective, I thought Morelos took the chance that he got well having missed a header that he should really have buried a few minutes before that. I thought Ryan Kent um, should have scored in the first half. And I thought that he he, he slowed up. He got he he did take a knock 
in the first half and it slowed him down. Now, whether it was protectionism or whether it just didn't impress the manager, you can never be certain. Um, but when Wright came on um, for the second half, I mean, there's a guy who you honestly have to think the way he's, he's performed you know, as a substitute. If he gets a chance and an extended run in the team, he will be, you know, he could be a player for Rangers this season. I thought Steve Davis, and I, I've noticed people being critical of Steve Davis. Quite frankly, I thought I thought Steve Davis was outstanding, simply because he was carrying two guys round about him. I, I thought Aribo is, is a fantastic player, but he dwells too long on the ball. He loses possession far too easily, and takes too long to make a pass. When he does play at a certain tempo, he is really effective. But I think he was just trying. He, he, he dawdled last night, and again that goes back to the the start of the season and again the, the lack of real cutting edge with one or two guys in terms of performance and I don't know who was the man of the match but for me um, I think Bassey was again outstanding it, it, it doesn't take long you know oh he's not really he's not really a player that Barisic has and then all of a sudden the guy gets a run of games and you suddenly are wondering whether Barisic will see the light again that, that's a guy that's really upped his game and turned in some performances. And I was well impressed with his, his overall you know, contribution to the game last night. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think, <clears throat> I think the main one we need to speak about in terms of performances, excuse me, <clears throat> I think John Lundstrom, and I think it goes deeper than last night. Uh, you know, he, 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 I mean, the Dunfermline game aside, he, you know, he got his goal that night and he looked a little bit sharper that night. But overall, I, I think he's he struggled to, to live up to the sort of hype. You know, he's come up here with a bit of a reputation, you know, playing in the Premier, Premier League. That alone means he's commanding, you know, a, 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 a decent salary. And also, you know, he's experienced. He's 27 years old. So, you know, I, I, was, I was sort of getting involved in some chat with a couple of folk today on, on, on Twitter. And they were sort I, of sticking up I hadn't up noticed. I had yeah. noticed. And they, they were sort of sticking up for him and... You know, he's only played 440 minutes of football. And I was like, right, that's fine. Right, I get that. I'm, and, and, and I'm in no way saying that John Lundstrom's Rangers career is over and we need to get rid of him. But I've, I've not seen any signs at all, really, from him that he's he's improving, that he's getting better. I think his body language is, is really poor at times. Even when he scored his goal last Friday, just to be celebrated, it was a bit off for me. And that last night, the... the I mean, you could argue, both both bookings were silly, I thought. You could argue the first one, he's taken one for the team. And that it's a mm-hmm. professional foul, and that, that's what sometimes you have to do in a game. But when you've done that in a game, you don't do it 10 minutes later and, and get no. yourself sent off. And I thought it was interesting that when he was walking off, Gerard didn't even look in his direction. Yeah, I, I, There were two guys there I mentioned um, in terms of uh, Wright and Bassey. And you see the levels of performance that they've had to put in, either to earn a certain place or be trusted to be a game changer when they come on. Lundstrom has been basically shoehorned straight into that team as a starter. And it just, for me, it just hasn't made the most of it. And whether it was, um, you know, whether it was shock treatment to the guys that were already in the squad and already in the team, that you know, here's a guy who's played English Premier League stuff. Um, he's in to to put it about and into you know brought into this squad. 
to make a contribution, whether it's to to you know get a bit more out of the guys that are actually there. I'm not quite sure, but there must be some of the guys who are sitting saying, "If I get a chance, this guy could be on the bench for the rest of the season." And 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 uh, you know, I I found that fans fans are fickle. They really are fickle. Um, and you know, one week a guy will be a hero and a legend. The next, the next, you know, week they're, they're trying to get shot of them. When you start hearing Rangers fans after how many minutes, four hundred and something minutes of football, when you start hearing people asking, "Is this guy the new Joey Barton?" Then that that for me rings big big alarm bells for the what would do if, if the player heard it himself. But also, I would even say for those that brought him in, in terms of the coaching staff, in terms of the manager, who obviously think he's a player, he needs to really start to perform at a totally different level. He needs to move up a couple of notches um, in terms of, of what he, can, he contributes to the team. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, as I said earlier on, I'm not for one saying... You know, we need to get rid of this guy, but he has to be given us something. He has to be given signs that he's getting fitter or, you know, in, improving his performance levels. And, I, and I'm just not seeing it at the moment. And like you, it's, it's a bit of a worry because it feels to me at the moment of all the business that we've, we've done through the summer, we've not really got the benefit of any of them yet. You know, mm-hmm. they've not, none of them have really contributed meaningfully so far. So, yeah, a bit of a worry. Hey, also, a bit of a worry was, was Ryan Kent, uh, Stuart, it, another really sort of misfiring performance now he, he's a player that has those performances in him I don't think there's any doubt about that I mean if anyone thinks that Ryan Kent's putting in 9 out of 10 performances or 10 out of every week then I think they're kidding himself on that's the type of player he is but I have to say his sort of performances against Malmo and that last night were particularly bad you know mm. he, 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 you normally always get something out of him but you know it's, it's it, last night it was a case of sort of Wild shots over the bar, you know, poor distribution, going in daft runs and, and losing possession. It, and I mean, I think Stephen Gerrard's quite loyal to, to mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ryan Kent. It was interesting that he never came out in the second half. And I noticed today in, in the press conference when Ryan Kent's name was mentioned, you know, the, the manager, I, I thought Stephen Gerrard was a bit. Not grumpy, but he, you could tell he wasn't in the best of moods today at his press conference. You know, he was a bit short with a couple of his answers and a couple of the journalists that were there. Uh, and when Ryan Kent's name was mentioned, you, I think you could tell he's just he's not happy with him at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he he is the manager's biggest signing, or biggest, you know, or or sort of the biggest the biggest signing on the books just now at Ibrox. So therefore, you're looking for something from him. However, without repeating myself, um, which I'm about to do, and I've said it, you know, over a number of weeks, Ryan Kent is a winger. Wingers, by their very nature, blow hot and cold. If they if they were red hot every single time, um, you know, the the the, the Jack Grealish transfer fee would have been spent years ago. They don't play that way, and and you know, and without sounding like. This is your your granddad speaking to you. You know, people people wax lyrically about Davy Cooper, but Davy Cooper, I can remember having absolutely torrid days, torrid nights where he was getting hauled off, and then again he wouldn't start. And everybody goes, "Oh, remember the nineteen eighty one Scottish Cup final against Dundee United? They tore up the shreds." 
that season in particular, Davy Cooper was up and down like a you know like a yo-yo. So I, I, I'd always give Ryan Kent the, the benefit of the doubt for one big reason: he never goes missing. He no, is always no. there. He's always picking up the ball, even for fans to shout and tell him how bad he is. He will not hide, disappear, run on other other flank or run away from the ball sort of type thing to give himself 10 minutes apiece, he will always go looking for it. And to, to that extent, I always think, you know, as I say, I give him the benefit of the doubt, but he just wasn't firing last night. I don't know whether he took, the knock that he took, I think it's he seemed to go lame during the, 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 the half. He tried to run it off and it wasn't happening for him. Now, again, Stephen Gerrard might not be happy for a number of reasons, but you know, as I, as I mentioned before, it's not as if Ryan Kent is your only match winner. Um, I think you know, I think that that right is is it really has to be under consideration now, especially if if, if Kent doesn't play um, this weekend. I think that, that Craig Wright has to be the, the guy that's that's looking to start. Well, that's what I was I was going to come on to Scott right next and. Sorry, Scott, Scott, Scott. Yeah, 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 no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking, I'm looking at the screen here and somebody, somebody called Craig just messaged me and I'm like, Craig, I... No, I thought I you think, said Craig White. I was like, well, that's the end of this show, isn't it? The point I'm making is that he he has really performed well and with very limited time on the pitch. And if if he gets a start and, and is basically wound up by the manager and told, this is what I want you to do, go and do it, he could be the match, he could be a match winner for Rangers in the the first the first half of games rather than you know having to wait to the second half before you tie a match up. It could be another sort of defending like performance where you're two or three or four up by half time. And I think that's what Rangers Oh, uh, you know, Rangers are needing those kind of performances or a run of those kind of performances just to get the confidence levels back up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right, he's already scored. You know, yeah. I mean, the goal against Livingston was an absolute peach. Uh, he got the goal last week against Dunfermline. I kind of feel from. I really do. I, I, <laughs> I think when I look at other players who are getting game time and the level of performance that they're putting in, you know, and and what Scott Wright's putting in, and yet more times than not, when when you know match day comes, he's he's, he's starting on the bench. And I felt last night he was he was the guy that put impetus into Rangers. You know, when he came on the pitch, I, I actually thought it was him that brought Morelos going. I thought Morelos was a bit sluggish in the first half. But the way Scott Wright was chasing the ball down, you know, running at them, making things happen, all of a sudden you've seen Morelos sort of kicking at the game. And I would, I, I genuinely do. I, mean, I would love to see him get a start at, at least on Sunday and, and see what he can do because I think he's, he's, he's well overdue it. Uh, and... and Moving on a wee bit, sure. Another another two. I mean, you mentioned Bass earlier on. Another player who I thought gave a really mature performance last night, and 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 who's developed a lot since he's been here, uh, is Hadji. I, mm. I thought he was absolutely outstanding last night. Arguably, man of the match. Uh, the, the, you know the way he put himself about. I mean, we all know he's technically he's very good. You know, I mean, I, I'm 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 only half joking here. I'm not entirely sure what foot. He shoots with. He's that yeah. two-footed. You're not. Into, he can go on the left. He can go on the right. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but he's, he's he's added a sort of grittiness and a determination to his game. And I mean, some of the challenges he was 
you know, riding last night, it's shown that he's really, you know, his upper body strength has really improved. And I think playing in Scotland, he's, he's become more accustomed to the sort of, the more physical sort of aspect of the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Another thing is, I think everybody upped their game in the second half. And, you know, if there were, if there were some four out of ten performances uh, in the, the first half, I think most people managed to get plus points for their overall performances during the, the course of the game, simply because of how much effort they put in in the second half. And I also thought that, you know, Rangers are Rangers have lined up and set up a particular way. They've lost a, a player and you could see that they were pretty pretty diligent in the formation that they then played and who was covering. It wasn't so much a formation, I think, in the second half. It was who was covering actual areas and zones. And everybody put in a shift last night just to cover, you know, to cover the, the area or, or, or whatever sort of territory they were told to, to perform or play in. And, and even with down to 10 men, because of the runs that Wright and Morelos and Hadji were making, Rangers were actually playing a very high pressing game against, you know, opposition that looked, actually looked quite comfortable at times on the ball. So that was quite brave as well. And all in all, I think, I think one or two of the Rangers players and Rangers as a team redeemed themselves in the second half. And again, if you keep 11 guys in the pitch, you know, over there, you'd have to think that Rangers have a chance. Uh, right, before before we have a wee look at uh, to, oh, tomorrow's game, Sunday's game, sorry, uh, I need to highlight uh, our partners' uh, football prizes. So this week's prize, it's an Alfredo Morelos signed uh, and custom-framed Rangers shirt. I'm looking at it now, it's it's last season's Castor shirt, all, all nicely framed with a sort of montage of Al, uh, Alfredo Morelos uh, in there too. So tickets cost £5.95. Uh, there's 99 tickets available for this. I'm not sure how many of those 99 are left at the moment. Uh, the deadline for this competition is this Tuesday, Tuesday the 24th of August at 7.30pm. So get your tickets uh, before that deadline, £5.95 if you want uh, an opportunity opportunity even uh, to win that Alfredo Morelos signed shirt. Uh, right, sure, on to, to Sunday's game. Before before we go on to it, there was a wee bit of news broke today just as I was uh, finishing the agenda off. Uh, the Daily Record's running a story that Big Bad Rangers have, have locked out uh, the Celtic supporters for, for the game next Sunday. But when you, when you look deeper into it, what, what's actually happened is Rangers have asked for uh, you know, confirmation that the, the, the next game at Celtic Park that Rangers would receive 800 tickets. Celtic couldn't give that that guarantee, and so Rangers have went well. Actually, you know what? If, if you can't guarantee us 800 tickets, we're not prepared to let eight, seven, eight hundred tickets go at the moment. So it seems to me that the way that the story was framed initially was a bit naughty, to say the least. And you know, can you blame Rangers for this? If, if I, I can imagine the, the Rangers supporters' reaction. If we handed over 800 tickets to them and then come the game in December, I think as Celtic say, well, by the way, we're not giving you any tickets. So I, I, I don't think Rangers are much of a choice here, actually. I think, I, think I, I, I might disagree with you there. I think that, that Rangers could be in a position where they actually take the, the moral high ground and say, right, OK, here are 800 tickets. Um, and then wait and see what happens. And if they don't get 800 tickets back, then you know what's going to happen in the future. 
I think I think I think it was an opportunity for Rangers to, to, to basically say, yeah, listen, we don't care how many in to the stadium, we you know, we're happy to go with it and but I believe that we can still win the game regardless if you've got no fans or or, or five thousand fans, it doesn't really matter. Um and I think on this occasion I would actually think that it's a Rangers have almost preempted it happening here and now. So I would have gone with actually giving Celtic the tickets and then put the pressure on them to reciprocate that. Come, we're going to have to disagree, Stuart, because I don't think Celtic would have well, reciprocated. Well, I, I mean, we're talking I about a club that's not that's not given any away allocation so far this season yeah, yeah, to any club either you agree with me or you'll be sitting here speaking to yourself yeah it's... I know I will that's it you know okay. I was actually thinking since it's just us every Friday we should, we should... that's it you know I mean? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know just calling in my lawyer just now just yeah get a contract signed <laughs> just branch out in herself <laughs> I mean since no one else will work with me uh, right on, on to Stevie, Stevie G's and I can see <laughs> right, on to, on to uh, the press conference today, uh, Gerard. Now, he mentioned a couple of things. He spoke about uh, the new sign, and he's not going to feature on Sunday, uh, Janino Bakuna. Uh, he's, he's still apparently not up to you know fitness levels that are required. So, you know, the, the, the coaching team and the fitness team are going to be working. <laughs> an interesting squad update. The Ryan Jack thing. It was honestly, it's the time I watch these press conferences when that Ryan Jack. Yeah, he's, he's progressing well. A couple of weeks away since last November. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not having a pop at Stephen Gerrard here. Obviously, it's an ongoing situation, but it does kind of feel like whenever he speaks about Ryan Jack, you've heard it before. And Sakala's got an injury as well at the moment. He's got a wee groin injury, so so he won't feature on Sunday. So in, in terms of team selection. You know, as, as, as we've just sort of alluded to there, a few sort of poor, poor performances by some of the bigger bigger players in the team. And it wasn't just last, uh, last night, to be honest. You know, you know, I think Tav, Goldson, Barisic, uh, Ken, you know, a few of, of, of our big players from last season haven't really hit the heights uh, so far this season and, and they look a wee bit off it. So th- does that give, you know, Gerard a decision to make on, on Sunday in terms of starting 11, you know, like say Tar for, for instance, you know I think you could say that that Patterson, if he's not quite up there with Tav, he's not a hell of a far up yeah. off it. You know it's it's two players of sort of equal level. You know, and we've seen Bassey coming in on the other side, uh, at left back and doing a really good job. And you know Barris has struggled this season. Bassey's came in and and as you say, they might take a bit of shifting now. You know, so also other players like Ken and you know and Stephen Wright coming in. So. Did, is it an opportunity for the guys that have been sort of, you know, chapping at the door for a while and not getting a huge amount of game time to come in and and, and make a statement? Um, I, you know, I think that I have wondered a couple of times whether there is the kind of synergy that was there with Tavernier and Golson last season, whether that has slightly waned this time around because. I, I'm I'm not sure whether the, there's a lack of trust between the two of them. Where as last season they seem to put all their woes and all their their mistakes to one side, 
there's been a bit of kind of nervousness between the two of them. I do wonder if you took Tavernier out of the team um, for one game, whether Goals' performance would actually be lifted. I didn't. I I, I wasn't quite sure what kind of how 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 well or indifferently played last night. I think I think it was a bit of kind of malaise right through the entire team. But I, I do think it may you know. Rangers have got a squad. You have a squad for reasons. One of the reasons being that you're able to to mix and match for for different games. Doesn't mean to say the experiment against Ross County because I think it will make it particularly tough. Um, just by just by the nature of you know their manager and the likes. But I do think that you know again one or two one or, one or two guys on the fringes. Might make a difference if they just get the chance, and I, you know, and again, I wonder if Tavernier just need taking out, sitting down, sitting on the bench for a game. The 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 problem that Rangers have got, even though you've got two two guys that can play right back and are very accomplished right backs like Tavernier and Patterson, you cannot you cannot play the two of them in the same team. Not the, the, form, the format that Rangers or the, the formation that Rangers plays. It's not like the days when you know, for a, a you know a, a time Walter Smith, for instance, was, was strictly four four two. Yeah. And you could adopt or, or play two guys on the right hand side. You cannot do that with those two guys. So you have to play one or the other. You 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 if you did it in any other way, you'd lose that that sort of front three or, or attacking three midfielders, you'd lose one of them and I don't see that being a, a, a practical move for Steven Gerrard. So again, I think Patterson has has done enough over a, a good part of this year, never mind the start of this season to, to warrant a start and I don't think anybody would really be too upset or bat an eyelid if if that was the case um, against Ross County. See, the thing is, it's, it's, it's funny because, I mean, Tav is getting a wee bit of criticism at the moment and, you know, you'd have to say it's justified. I don't mind players getting criticised as long as it's constructive and not abusive. If, if, if you're talking about players not performing at the required level, I think that's fine. And I don't think Tav is performing at that level, but it was him that got the assist last night and that's, that's what you get from him. You know what I mean? You get uh, assists and goals and even when he's not playing well, you He's always liable to do something. But I think Ross County do present an opportunity to bring some of the, the fringe players in. Uh, I mean, and, and speaking of Ross County, I, I was doing a wee bit of research on them today. And, you know, played two games, won one, drawn one, no goal scored. I've had 10 shots uh, in the two games. None of them uh, have, have been on target. So you, you would have to say, I mean, Ross County, for day one, you know, one of the favourites to go down. So, I mean, I know it's away from home and, it, and it'll be good to see an away support in there tomorrow, you know, sorry, on Sunday there's there's going to be a travelling support. That's the first time in Christ knows how long there's been a decent travelling support going with the team. So hopefully that helps. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it'll be an easy game, but given where Ross County are at the moment and, and given their manager, you know, and, and his, his ability to stand on Brian Loudrop's head every now and again, and uh, and send racist tweets. You know, I think it would be nice to to stick it up him as well. I, I mean, I I think Ross County this season know or, or probably have felt 
But without Hamilton Aki's being there, they're going to have to start the trench warfare rather, rather, you know, a wee bit sooner than they, they maybe they wanted. Um, and you're right, I think, you know, there's two or three teams there that you would say are relegation candidates, them being one of them. So, you know what the, the game's going to be like. And because of that, and because I think they'll, they'll make it difficult for, you know, any team that goes there, you're, you're looking for a performance where you take three points. I don't think many folk would be, you know, too dis- dispirited. If it was a 1-0 or a 2-1 or, you know, or a 2-0 win uh, against Ross County, I think what you're looking to do is get job done, like Rangers did so many times last season, and then move on to the next game where you actually know the opposition might come or might take you on by playing a bit of football. I, I cannot see Ross County being, you know, getting out and playing like Brazil 1970. I don't think that's their nature um, or their manager's nature. I, I think it could be a real, you know, turgid affair. Um, but it, it's one that Rangers need to, you know, again, the big, the big game players or their, their players collectively have to perform at the highest level possible. Maybe not the easiest place to go, but it doesn't matter if you're playing there or Pamban or play at, you know, Petordi or Celtic Park, wherever it is, you need to be on your A game. And and that will need to be the case this weekend to take all three points. Uh, Ross County was actually, I think I've said this before on the show, it was the first football ground I was ever in. Uh, I, I stayed in the, the Highlands uh, for, a, for a period of my childhood and they were an old Highland League then. They were practically mm. like a junior team, you know what I mean? So it's, it's good to see how they've come on. But I must admit, when they appointed uh, your man, the now Christ, I'm having a brain freeze. What's his name? Uh, um, um, oh, I know. What the, 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 um, what's his name? I am uh, Mackay. Mackay, I was disappointed in that. Craig, Craig so. Mackay. Craig Mackay. Mackay. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> on a, and on that note that's all we've got time for on the Armstrong and Beer show <laughs> uh, aye, looking at the time I was I was under strict orders to keep it at about half an hour tonight yeah. so I'll try and I'll try and do that Stuart uh, so a big thanks to Stuart for his contribution there great stuff as always uh, we'll obviously have the, a show on Sunday night I'm led to believe that Ross is hosting uh, John McCallum's on with him and uh, we've got a, a, a deputant uh, and Gary Valentine, we've got a newbie. Uh, I've, I've heard he's a bit of a John Lundstrom in terms of the pod world, so but we'll see what he's got on Sunday, I suppose. Uh, but in the meantime, between now and then, get yourself onto the Jersnet website at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, until the next time, guys, bye for now.